Hi everyone, welcome to Unserious Conversations. I hope you're doing well, hope your families are well, and hope you're staying cool this summer. For today's episode, we're taking a slightly different approach. And have you ever sat down and heard about like a topic, a concept, or a job title and wonder, I wonder what those guys do? That's what drove the topic behind today's conversation. I I've always been hearing about PMs, product managers, project managers, program managers, and I wonder, I wonder what those guys do. And what I did was got together a couple of my friends that were PMs and asked them what they did and hope you learned something from it. Thank you. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, so welcome to yet another exciting time with me. Like, thank you guys for coming through. Um, so today we have like lots of interesting stuff to talk about. But first of all, I'd like to just introduce my, my team here today. Um, so we have a new person, which is exciting. I know Ooh. some of the some of the names here are, are familiar names. Wally is here again. Anthony is here. Edinburgh again. Yeah, you've been here a couple of times, and Anthony is here as well. I'll let them introduce themselves in a bit. But also, we have a special person here. So, um, so I think the new person should go first. Okay. So my name is Tomi Abiodu. Uh, what else do you like to know about me? Like, where I'm from? Where I'm from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any favorite food. I am originally from Lagos, Nigeria, but okay. right now I claim I'm from Seattle. Because uh, yeah, I think we all claim Seattle at this point. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's just about me. I am here Microsoft. Oh, perfect. Um, so yeah, I don't know if Wale and Chidi want to go again, like. Yeah. I think if anybody has listened to any of these past episodes, they know you guys already. That's true. Yeah. So, so today, typically, we just wanted to talk about some things that have some of the things I experienced in the past couple of weeks, and I needed my smart friends to break it down for me. And I know a lot of people have heard about PMs in the past couple of years, um, since the pandemic, even before that, PMs suddenly became like the darling of the tech world. Everybody wanted to be PMs. Like even at the point I got confused, like what's a PM anyway? Like what is program management, project management, product management? Like, like it just got really confusing. And I felt who else to break it down for us than actual PMs at some of the biggest tech companies out there. So um, the first question here, diving straight into it, like, what is a PM? Like, what what do you guys actually do? Like, what what product management? Wants to start on your start. Yeah. So, well, there's something that you mentioned: project management, product, program. Something I would say is those roles actually go together sometimes, depending on the company and depending on the situation. But we we'll still keep it at product management. I would just define it as. Um, being able to take an idea or it could be an imagination, it could be a vision from the ideation stage where you have thought about it to the launch stage because that's launch stage where users get to use your product, right? It's, it takes a long time for you to think about an idea and for that idea to get into the hands of users, 
right? So product management, talking to like a five-year-old is how you can take that idea from what is in your mind, in your head, to what is in the hands of other people that would value it, right? Which makes sense on the face of it. But like, are you building the product? Or like, so taking an idea to a product sounds like such a yeah. vague thing to me. Mm. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So, well, there are different types of products. Like, there are like physical products, there are software solutions, there are intangible products. There are different, there are different types of products. But taking it is once you have like an idea, you have to kind of imagine. So, this is the idea of the product that I have in my mind. You need to define what features with that product actually have for it to be usable by somebody, right? I can imagine that um, I'm thinking about maybe a product for education, for example, and I want my users to be students. I want this product to help them learn faster, maybe career-wise, for example, but that's just my idea. What are the kind of features that that product needs to have for you to be usable, right? Okay, are we starting with like a website? Is it going to be a mobile app? Are we going to integrate? Um, is it going to be, do people have to register? Is it going to be paid? All of those mini features, we have to break it down. And when you break down those features, so you think through it from like a customer journey, if a customer wants to use this product, now how would a customer go through it? So a customer has to register, has to log in, has to include the information, right? What exactly is, is the customer going to access? If it's like a career services, um, solution or is it going to be a resume service where self-serve for customers if it's going to be a resume service that self-serve what are the things that we need to what are the dependencies that we have because even as a product on your own you can't do everything so you have to depend on other services so maybe they're depending on azure ai service or some aws services so you need to include those dependencies and then for like large companies, uh, what happens is a product manager picks a feature and follows that feature to the end. For smaller companies, you can have one product manager that manages the entire product because it's really small. Dependencies are really small. The features mm-hmm. don't really have too much um, impact, like just very, very little. But if there are big companies, you're breaking up by feature. Then you drive a feature from start to end. That's how you can really go deep. And then mm-hmm. within those features, you're not really good deep. That's how it goes. To pile on to what <clears throat> to what Toby said, I think the way I think about product management is it's not just like tech. It's not just like you working with engineers or UX or whoever else. So personal experience: when I used to work in the bank in Nigeria, um, we used to create products that were like I won't call them features, but they were like geared towards like customers. So for example, there are like high net worth individuals that want to open a specific kind of account, right? There were like people that only needed the savings accounts, people that needed only current accounts. Those are actually products that cater to a particular set of customer. So when you think about product management, it's not only about like the technical parts or like uh, working with engineers. It's about like how do you understand what a customer wants and then building either physical products, software, hardware that actually caters to meeting that customer needs. And it can also be like the customer doesn't always know what they want. For example, I mean, like, this is a popular saying that like in the 1920s, a report said that if I asked people uh, what they wanted, they would have said a fast house, not a car. So like not only thinking about what customers want, but also thinking about like what customers are not actually thinking about, right? So it's about creating software, hardware, physical products, bank products, 
and also thinking about like how to meet the futuristic needs of a customer. Okay, so okay, I'm not a five-year-old, so I can understand the bulk of what you guys are saying. So, Chidi, to you, I know you've not. I want to ask you. Now that they're saying this, one thing I'm picking from this is, it seems like all you guys do is ideate stuff, because she said creating this and that so like you just sit down somewhere and think about stuff and that's it and not necessarily so i think there's something that i think they've both did a great job of like kind of like diving deep into what pms do um at the core one thing that wally mentioned that i want to rehash on is the fact that product managers live in the problem space so in most cases you're they're trying to identify the latent need of customers whether they know about those needs or not um that is where most PMs spend a lot of their time and within that problem space they apply the type of problem that I call painkiller problems or vitamin problems. Painkiller problems are problems that people can't live without. Um, vitamin problems are like, you can live without it, but like, it would be nice if we had XYZ. Um, so you spend that time in that space, identify a problem worth solving, then do whatever you have to do in terms of getting the right resources actually driven on those uh on the set solution but you're right like ideation comes at the second stage once you've identified a problem and start ideating and pms don't do it on their own like you said like they're just like somewhere no you are always out there you can't be yeah. a pm sitting inside you have to work out work yeah. with customers when it's time for ideating you have to work with your engineers you have to work with ux designers you have to work with tpms um, if it is an ML product, have to work with uh, data scientists, ML experts, really design the product that you want to build on. Um, but the core of it is identifying the problem worth solving, getting the right resources to build a solution that actually solves that problem. And prior to doing that, you also set like a metric how you're going to measure success, and, and then working with the right set of people to create a go-to-market strategy to actually get that product to the actual type of customers that will actually take advantage of them. So to without the risk of trivializing what you guys do it's essentially asking questions <laughs> and looking for people to solve those those questions yeah. because you essentially don't do anything you don't you're not you building do. the product you're not you're not yeah. but you're thinking about okay so think about cam is three months old okay what does a three months old actually need to have a success or to be happy right? okay so can needs something that probably makes noise for him right so the product manager in a toy company, I have to study three months old babies and, and then someone else wants. builds that. And someone else, but you have to think about like the business need of it, right? Like, so I'm doing the math, I'm thinking about like, if I build these products, am I actually saving money for my company? Am I wasting my company's money? Is it gonna sell? Is it not gonna sell? How do I build marketing strategies around this product to make money for my company? So, but the engineers call you like the business side because they think like you're all about like financials and making money. So there's no it's not only about the product itself, it's about like thinking about how can I do up in this the bigger vision of the company. Let me unstuck you a little bit. Yeah. I think the role of the PM came about because the specialized functions have different ways of thinking. For example, a US designer always wants to build something amazing that looks beautiful, that when you touch it, it jiggles, it does amazing stuff. Um, I'm not saying they don't think about the customer. Um, the best of the UX designers also like work with PMs to talk to customers. But in most cases, they're focused on how how the product integrates into the living space of the customer and what the PM does to actually keep them 
in case is to ensure that all of the design they are doing is actually helping solve the actual customer problem. Um, I'm coming to you, so let's just keep going with this flow. Because we are talking about the people who are actually doing it. Yeah. Engineers know how to build this stuff, right? Um, Which is the person doing the actual work? Yeah, yeah, yeah the one who does it. No, of course, doing the actual work. On the other yes. Wait, yeah, the ones doing yeah. the actual work. Okay. But it, the challenge, again, why PMs became relevant to work with engineers is that engineers, in their own selves, in most cases, know how to solve the problem but choosing the right problem to solve can be a challenge so yeah. in my in my old um i had an experience with a team where we found out that there was no pm for a particular service so a distributed query engine and engineers would just like find difficult problems and work on them but like that is a complex problem great job doing it what does it add to the customer in most okay. cases you can't really map yeah. it back but like you solved a difficult problem that is loudable, but it doesn't really matter. So again, a PM helps keep them in check to actually make sure that what you're building actually so works for the customer. Because it's not so much about building. And I, when I talked about what Wally said about like identifying the problem space and ensuring that products solve a problem, that is that big gap because yeah. you can just go build stuff. Remember the phone that you could that could work in mass and space that yeah. built in nineteen nineties. Yeah. Amazing product, but like, who really needs to go to space to pick a call? Like, yeah. how far did that product go? It was yeah. billions and billions of dollars. I think Motorola spent on that yeah. product. Um, and it's something like even with machine learning guys that can always like build complex systems, models that may or may not solve an actual problem. So the PM sits in the middle, like most people define the job of the PM as the intersection of different circles of different of that Venn diagram. There is the engineers who do the stuff, there is the US designers, they're like the research yeah. scientists, and yeah. the ML guys, yeah. and there's the marketing legal and the PM sits in the center, just trying to make Bring sure that together. everyone okay. is doing what is best for the you be, customer. If you're, you're amazed that like electric cars existed in the 80s, like People were building electric cars in the 80s, but if they were the product manager that understood that this is not what customers need at this particular point, those are wasted the energy to build those like mm. electric cars. Because yeah. electric cars make sense, but what are you actually building it for? Yeah. Right? So yeah. what the PM does is understand what the customers need and actually build, like, work with engineers to like around what customers want. So, oh, so okay. they, they, they kind of write so product specification. Right, what the product should actually look like, how the product should feel, and they get those insights from talking to everybody in the ecosystem. So my manager always tells me that an engineer would ask you, what direction should I go? And how you get respect from your engineers is you actually being the one to tell them this is the direction. So they wait on you, the product manager, to tell them that this is how things should go. So you are the one that defines the product roadmap. The one that says, okay, this is what we should do. Um, this, well, we call it semesters at Microsoft. This is what you should do in this semester, and what you should do in next semester, and stuff like that. So you're the one ah, that you find. Okay, <laughs> okay. So now I, I think I have a good enough grasp of it. Product managers are like glorified building contractors. Like, <laughs> like I think Anthony and I spoke to a contractor this morning that didn't have, on the face of it, didn't have any skill, but. He was in charge of bringing together plumbers and and all those things. So maybe that's what you guys are. Maybe that's the easy part. Just yeah. bringing the people that actually do the work and then putting them together. Okay. So we talked about like explaining to a five-year-old. I think think yeah. about like 
I'm going to use the traditional family setting um, I understand the way families changing dramatically but most families you see that the mother is the one that sets the pace of what happens like today we are going to go to the beach and when we go to the beach we will need to pack food for picnic we need to do a bunch of like the whole idea is that the kids have been at home they are bored like probably this is like a holiday this is the problem and we need to go to the beach to make to ensure everyone has a, a fun time and the mom defines this vision and she can be inspirational and tell the kids how amazing it's going to be to go to the that inspiration is really a core that most PMs do they think about Steve Jobs and the inspiring messages and all um, and in terms of who delivers the task, in some cases the mom doesn't need to do it. It can be like, hey, uh, Tyler, you need you are in charge of making sure the footers are packed in the car. Um, husband, study, uh, you are in charge of making sure we have food and everything. Um, mention a bunch of people's names, like you all do all of those things. And she's basically like hiding the carts. Make sure that you get to the beach. And when you get to the beach, you also like plans what needs to be done the first time. Maybe she finds out that the sand castle is not going well. She needs to quickly pivot to a different game. Um, if you leave the kids, they will keep doing the sand castle, even though it's not working out. But it's the job with games, it's okay. This is not working. Maybe we need to find a different game. Like, how about we all forward on each other? Like, it's the job of the PM to continue to head the cat and ensure that you achieve that ultimate goal. In this case, happiness at the end of the day. Um, so you can use the mother role in a family in planning a beach um mm -hmm. in some cases most people have used the word of the mini mini ceo of a product so use contractor i've never seen that use i think most pms like mini ceo so because for the specific product they own they own that decision of what problem should we solve what should that solution look like who all do we need to get together to actually deliver on this how does this make sense financially when do we need to cut it like one of the difficult jobs of the PM is also deciding that some it's time for us to kill this product. And again, people who are very close to it, aka think engineer, they may not engineers, they may yeah. not want to kill like, oh my god, like I spent 200 hours last year building this thing. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Ah, uh, wow, okay. Okay, so I'll, I think I'll give it to you guys. Like, okay, you kind of do something important. <laughs> but, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Like, for now, let's agree that you do something. At least you have a job. Yeah. So, just quick one sentence response you guys mentioned a few things like pmt tpm and all that so it seems that there are like a lot of different variations of this some guys use program management some guys technical like i've seen on linkedin i just see like a bunch of titles like senior technical program product manager like what well, what was all this so can you just give me like high level difference between a technical product manager, a program manager, and any of these other titles that we have? So what I know is titles are very fluid. Different organizations call things differently. Like for Microsoft, I believe that um, the traditional product managers are called program managers. It's just of late, of, of recent, that we started having like um, product managers like people that their job type to that product managers so within microsoft my role is technical program manager i'm a technical pm now for a lot of the technical pms they work on technical solutions i believe that some of those technical solutions are like software some of the software solutions and i'm defining like product specification the product requirements for 
lot of our software solutions that have dependencies on other software solutions. So I need to have like a good understanding of, oh, okay, how exactly does Cosmos DB work? Um, need to move from Cosmos DB to Azure Storage. Like all of those things are, they're very technical. So if you're just a product manager without any knowledge of Azure or the cloud space, it's like very challenging for you. But there are some other PMs that they work on defining, like you can be a PM for this laptop, for example, right? And if you're a hardware PM, you don't need to work on any technical specification per se. You're just going to work on like physical specification. You does not have like any technical dependencies and things like that. But at the end of the day, I would say every company has titles that they define. And some of those titles are just very different company by company. So you really need to talk to somebody to really understand what they do before you can figure out okay is it really technical and people lie on LinkedIn so so don't I like to correct that example let's replace the laptop to a physical good say yeah PM for socks okay hey why, why, why because laptop, laptop could be very technical it could be yeah, some yeah so API and everything yes, that. Yeah. so like socks not all hardware okay so that makes sense so I think I get and I'm hoping everybody listening just has like a better understanding. Obviously there are books and resources on this, but at least based on this conversation, and I hope I'm asking the right questions. So like for me, one of the things I was thinking about again is like, what's your, like I'm a Marvel fan, I like superheroes. So for, as a PM, what would you say is the superpower that you need to have? Like, and that can be one, yeah. that can be multiple things. Like, what is one thing that you feel that to be successful as a PM, you have to be a good salesperson or you yeah. have to be... I think it's, I think it's, I think it's problem solving or like, also, it's, but it's, it's more about the way I think about it as a program manager is like, if you are not, if you don't, no, first of all, you have to understand stakeholder management because mm-hmm. you're going to be working across multiple stakeholders. So from like UX design to my, my role currently, I work with UX design, I work with marketing, I work with finance, I work with engineering, I work with so many like different stakeholders. And if like one of them is not aligned with what you are doing, it really throws like a wrench in like your, like, your job and makes you like feel frustrated. So like a big part of being a product manager is first of all, stakeholder management. The second part, which was problem solving is another way put is storytelling. Mm. So like if I as a product manager now, and when I said become when I said as a product manager, the first thing I faced was how to actually tell the story of what I'm actually trying to solve. Because there are lots of like tech resources that are limited, right? Like lots of limited tech resources. Limited tech resources. And so you're trying to get buy-in from multiple people on what you want to solve. So how are you able to tell the story from a customer perspective to persuade people to take what you're saying actually seriously. So storytelling and stakeholder management are, in my opinion, by far the most important skills you can have as product manager. Okay. Is it making sense or just... Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. I think it, in addition to and why I like the question about superpower is that there can be multiple superpowers, like mm-hmm. you already mentioned too. Um, I think in there could be more. Um, some people have talked about like being able to see uh, beyond corners, to know like what is coming next. Um, to Wallace's initial example about how if we ask people what they need, they would have said they need a faster horse. 
being able to really uh, divine what is going to happen next is a superpower for some PMs. Not everyone has this power, but it's really, really important. Like, think about the fact that most of the innovations that we have today, ChatGPT, mm. um, blockchain, all these things, there's been a lot of development, uh, but it takes the right PM to actually recognize that this is going to be a thing today yeah. and really building the ecosystem of products to leverage from those technology, um, technologies that are coming out. Um, so, some PMs like can look beyond the media products customers mm. are talking about. For example, Renting a CD, like, can we rent it faster? And so on, like, oh, how about we make this a streaming service, right? And mm -hmm. for some people, there is experimentation to do it, but it's basically getting towards something. So I'm just in addition to that, um, there is foresight. Yeah, being able to have that mm -hmm. foresight, and there are a bunch of other things that some people consider as powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like mind reading. Think about your Xbox. Like, when Xbox started, there was already PS5, there was already, oh, PlayStation, there was already Nintendo. Well, like somebody came and said, there's this particular group of customers that these two are actually not serving right now that we can actually plug into and make money off of. That's what the product manager does. Mm -hmm. Like uh, identifying a group of customer can be a segment, it can be multiple segments, doesn't matter, mm -hmm. that actually needs something and you're actually providing that service or that product to meet that customer need. Yeah. Hmm. Nice, nice, nice one. Okay. Uh, I think one of the final questions I have, and because I know we are coming up on time here is if like what do you need to start this like so what if um a regular undergrad or an mba somewhere that wants because i've had on serious conversations i felt oh these guys do something amazing where do i start from like what are the is there any prerequisite skills what about pray then <laughs> <laughs> pray to god yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, is there anything you say, okay, this is the absolute first step to becoming a I think that, honestly, like, for me, and two of you can disagree, but I think that a lot of these concepts are very intuitive. I remember, like, when I was in business school, and my lecturer was teaching us about corporate strategy, saying that when I tell you these frameworks, and I, like, you read these articles or you read this, like, content, like, when I explain them to you, you be like, ah, I know this thing now. Like this, these things are very intuitive. But the problem with a lot of people is that they don't know the framework to actually like apply to it. So a lot of product management, when you get into it, you see that a lot of these things are actually intuitive. It's it's not rocket it's science. not rocket science. But what separates a good product manager from an ordinary one is understanding the frameworks and knowing like the right time to actually apply them. So those frameworks could be. And I think I was listening to this this morning, children are listening to this morning, like, right? like when you're talking to leadership, for example, this is something called the M-Curve, or using the T-Curve rather than the M-Curve, right? Like you're talking to leadership, for example, your vice president or your president. And what it was to hear is, I'm going to market this today. This is a customer problem. This is how I'm going to solve it. I'm going to market today. Simple. But a lot of people, a lot of product managers are just starting off, start explaining like, oh, in the 70s, blah, blah, blah. No, like you need to be able to Tell the story in a good way that goes straight to the point. So, um, how you can start is it's very intuitive, but you just need to learn those frameworks um, through podcast or read a book or whatever else. Yeah. So, in addition to that, like for because a lot of people think you know they want to do product management and it's not like I say they're product management specific. Um, degrees. I mean, they could be mm -hmm. now. I don't know, but I would say when it comes to looking for a job, you need to be open and just apply to different roles. 
so for for undergrads you have like pm undergrad rules that um, a lot of these companies are hiring for for mbas you have pm mba rules something that you need to also focus on is yes irrespective of if it's a pm role or not getting into when you work when you have a job right every role has uh, every company has pm roles once you just get your foot into a company and you get in there start having conversations with the pms that are in those companies um, that where you work to understand okay what do you do um even if you're to see if you're interested or you're not interested i think that's the first step so you a lot of time you don't even need to look outside of your present employer to get a pm role you can look inside your present employer to get a PM. So once you get a job, any job you get, if it's PM, that's good. If it's not a PM role, start talking to PMs within the company. So get a job, then fake it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the best way cool. to actually Take like, notes. like he said about the the um, the frameworks is you need to prep, right? So there are PM books everywhere. There's one that I really like, which is Decode and Conquer. I have read the book. It really helped me land my PM job because I was in marketing before and people have spoken about Swipe to Unlock. I haven't read the book, but I heard it's really amazing. So when you're preparing, just make sure that you know those frameworks. And once you know those frameworks, the interviewers are going to ask you questions based off of the frameworks and how you're able to think through and how you're able to answer is what would help you, especially if you're earning career. Yeah, I think uh, they both make great points. One thing I would just add is the other challenge that most people want to start in PM in product management phase is how most PM roles require to have some PM experience. Yeah. Tell me about a time you yeah. did XYZ, you launched something late. Yeah. And I tell people if you want to get into PM, the, one of the ways for you to start building the skill is to build something. It doesn't matter what you It could be that in your house, you're building. Excel that takes input, or you are building a chart that takes input as uh, the ingredients you have in the refrigerator and spits out what you should make for dinner. Or as a student, you're building a product that actually has a cool product. Exactly. That takes uh, <laughs> that takes in, uh, that takes students' interests and really organize them into study groups and whatever. Um, but just build something like that's gonna set you apart during your interview because. If you are, you've never been a PM and you're able to tell these stories, in fact, you can relate to some of those challenges. And I think it doesn't matter whether you're doing a copycat product or you're building a product that fails. It doesn't matter. If you do yeah. something that fails, at least you learn a lesson. One of the easiest lessons people learn earlier on is they fall in love with an idea and go launch it, and then you find out that nobody cares about it. That is a cool lesson for you to learn before you start mm-hmm. spending someone else's money. So just do something, build something, get experience, and this is just addition to the two points that they Oh, nice one. Okay, build a product that fails. Check. I built. <laughs> I, I think I, I built like a couple so of failed products. <laughs> I think like also like lasting. One of the quotes I I heard on the podcast, I'm starting out as a product manager was when you're using like apps like WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Think about like how you can make it better. Think about like the the features that you feel. But it makes sense. Like when I was looking at WhatsApp, for example, I'm like, why don't why is why is there no button that asks me if I want to be added to a group? Why do I just get randomly added to any group that I don't like? So think about that. There is a fi- there is there's a feature. You can ah. say you should not you can um say that Maybe you should like not be confirmed. Yes, that you should not be added to the group. You can So you know what get that? In the like in this line, I was thinking about on iMessage, do you know that you can't swipe to reply 
to someone's message, like like you do on mm. Instagram. Mm. Or you, have to click reply. you have to click reply, so which is like four different steps. And I was thinking about it, like that's such a basic thing to just yeah. swipe and reply. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, so I think we've learned, we've all learned a lot. For me, I know this definitely is not for me. I did a stretch program at the time. I was thinking about it, so I created like a stretch PM role at my work, and it was so stressful. Like, like it was like trying not to swear, but like every, it felt like everybody was out to get me. <laughs> like, why are these guys trying to frustrate my efforts? So definitely, it's not for me because at the point I wanted to just drive into the office and punch someone like <laughs> so so definitely not for me but i think this is all good information and thank you guys for coming i have one last question though so as a summer pm in my house like anthony said you have to plan something i'm i'm planning the rest of my summer and so i want to ask you guys do you have any summer plans for me any summer let me i'm trying to take features from your summer plans <laughs> that I can incorporate into my product. I mean, just like we discussed, what problem are you trying to solve? Uh, what's not star metric? The goal is happiness. Happiness. <laughs> <laughs> we can do hiking, we can do paintballing. I said, Wally, let's go paintball. He said, no, he doesn't want to go paintball. No, I got the last one was super. Relax, I didn't want to shoot you. Hey, so you clean your head, let's go paintballing. That's let's true. Okay. No, I think hiking, let's, let's start taking hiking, the features in that product, it's just stressful. It's not in line with the ultimate goal of happiness. So I think yes, I think we'll, we'll strike out hiking. But yeah, like what about wall climbing. Also very hard. I think you have a thing for creating hard products. <laughs> we'll invite you next time <laughs> because we are creating very hard products. So you can do like paint by numbers. I know we did this paint and say. No, that's yeah. that's is also not in line with happiness because it's a very boring exercise. Really. Uh-huh. I you think so. It now. No, no, I liked it because of the people I went with, oh. not because of the activity, activity itself. Yeah, the activity itself was not it, good. But I think that's what most things are. Most most activities. Go cycling. Go cycling. Play volleyball. Go cycling, cycling. cycling. cycling today. Yeah, yes. picnic. Um, hiking is good too. Yeah. Play pickleball. Pickleball. We've not we've never done that. Um, Do you know that I, I read somewhere that pickleball is responsible for a lot of injuries, injuries. knee replacements, <laughs> stuff like that? I don't think I want to. Do that. Yeah, because you're on the ground and it's so close to you. Yeah. I feel like you will get injured. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, you can play volleyball, go to the beach, go cycling, travel ideas, do the um, hot balloon. Ooh, it's that's yeah, nice. It's been 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 Conclude for me. <laughs> the answer is no, it does not know. There's an answer there in between yes and no, but yeah. Uh, so guys, thank you. Like I said, thank you very much for coming through. I I know I'm going to see some of you on the next episode, which is going to be a very interesting one. PMing, boring stuff, but next one going to be very interesting. Thank you for listening and have a good day.